Welcome to the Second Students North podcast. My name is Dylan, and this week, Amanda kicks off a new series called Under Pressure, where we address the stresses and anxieties that weigh on us daily and how God has called us to face them and deal with them according to His Word. Our prayer is that you would gain a better understanding of how to deal with the various things that overwhelm us. We hope you enjoy week one of Under Pressure. to take that on and do that. And I think that all of us are in the same boat uh, when we say that, you know, we have things in our life that have stressed us out. Um, when I walk on a campus, um, I get like flashbacks to high school and my palms kind of sweat. Like I'm not in trouble. There's no way for really that I can get in trouble at your schools. Like for the most part, I'm a respectable adult. Like people look at me like an adult, but I walk in your hallways and I'm like, did that teacher just yell at me? Was she talking to me? She doesn't even know me. Like, why, you know? Uh, but it can, it can send me back because I remember um, being in school. I know what it's like. You guys have uh, crazy schedules. Um, you've got test after test and, and club and sports and all of those things uh, that can add stress to your life, right? And that can add different pressures to your life. And, and so there are people that exist. I don't know if you know this. But there are people that exist that are way smarter than me. Did you guys? No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of people that exist that are way smarter than me. Uh, but they do things like studies. They'll like pick a topic and they're like, I'm going to research that for the rest of my life. And that's what they do. And there are these people that have come up with all these different studies about uh, stress and anxiety. And I don't know if you're aware, but um, America is the most anxious nation in the world. Get excited, guys. Most anxious nation. These people have done this study in the pace of life that we lead here in the U.S., uh, how our schools are run, how sports are done. All of those things have led these people that are way smarter than me to do all these studies, and they've come out that America's on top. We're winning, right? No, that we're not winning. It's not a good thing to win, but America is the most anxious nation. And then if you look at uh, these people continued on with their studies, and they said that um, the number one uh, mental health problem among women is anxiety disorders. So whether it's panic attacks or phobias and fears and things like that, uh, that's the number one, and it's only number two in men next to um, like substance abuse. And, and that's, those are like the big things that we face today, right? So we, we know that we're all in this. All of us in some way, shape, or form have been stressed over something. Uh, we've, had, uh, we've been anxious about something. Uh, I think it's safe to say that, right? Uh, I'm the only one. Just me? Okay. This is just for me then. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, we, we say these words a lot, Right? We're like, oh, I'm so stressed out, uh, you know, or uh, we use these terms a lot, and I feel like a lot of the times we don't really know um, exactly what it means, right? And we, we would probably be able to identify these things in our life a little bit more if we knew what they, what they meant. And so to be stressed or stress is something that's uh, short-term. Do you guys believe that? As you're all like, no, my life is constant stress all the time. But the idea of stress is it's short-term and it's triggered by something. So, for example, you have a biology test on Friday, 
You know, all of you are like, what, I have a biology test on Friday? No, I don't know, you might study, do that. Um, But if you have a test on Friday, you get stressed out because that test is coming, right? And you've gotta study, you've gotta do things to do well on that test, right? And then when that test is over, that stress is gone. And you're like, no, I still have all the stress in my life. Well, yes, because you all have 9,000 things that you're constantly doing. So not only do you have that test, but you have the club that you have to make a presentation for. You have a a speech that you have to do over here. And so uh, you probably feel like you're always in stress because um, you go from one thing to another so quickly, right? And, And that's one of the leading causes of why America is so anxious is because we're so fast paced that everything is just constantly going and going and going. And so one of the ways that you, there are things that you can do to like figure out if you're stressed. Um, So I used to do this thing, uh, believe it or not, where I would tell people, oh no, 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 I don't get stressed out. And I I would say this all the time. I I can picture myself saying this like, no, I'm a free spirit. I don't let things tie me down. I don't get stressed out about stuff, you know? I just go and everything's fine. And then, looking back on my life and, and having people call me out on things, I've realized something. That, uh, okay, I like food in general, don't get me wrong, okay? And I like sweets as well as the next person. But when I have been stressed out, whether I was in university uh, or later on in life, um, I like to eat all the sweets all the time. This is like a tell for me. And you guys are like, oh, well, duh, sweets are awesome. No, guys, uh, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Um, In my refrigerator at college, I had a thing, always. And and I I think that you might misunderstand me when I say always. But I mean all the time. There was never a time that this was not in my fridge, uh, and it was a canister of rainbow chip frosting. And you're like, oh, frosting, right? Great, you're going to bake a cake. No, I did not have an oven. I did not bake a cake, but I ate frosting out of the tub when I studied like a champion because it's delicious. And sometimes to make my roommates like lay off me, I would dip an animal cracker in it. I'm like, it's not, I'm just not eating it straight, right? Um, but I would do this all the time. Like you, I, I did all the time. Eat just, I would sit there and be studying and just spooning frosting into my face um, because that was something that uh, I, when I was stressed out, I did. And, and later on in life, I had a very sweet friend come visit me when I was living overseas and we had a day planned. And believe it or not, our day revolved around food. And by the end of the day, she was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, we have literally eaten nothing today but chocolate and gummies and sweets like all day long. We started with breakfast and we just ran. And I was like, no, I just, France has delicious food that we should, and she was like, no, we need meat. We need protein. She's like, I'm going to throw up all over you. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you don't know this, but you are stressed out. And I was like, I don't get stressed out. I'm a free spirit. I don't let things tie me down. And she was like, no, when you are stressed out, you eat sweets all the time. And it was like the glass shattered for me. And I was like, I'm stressed out. And I did. I had some things that were coming up and they were really stressful. And I was like, so now in my life, I know when I wake up and I want ice cream for breakfast that I should probably evaluate what's going on right? Uh, but, but that's one way to deal with stress. And when it is over, the, the threat is over, then you move on, okay? And anxiety is a little bit different. 
Stress leads to anxiety. If you're living in a constant state of stress, the odds are you're gonna find yourself living in anxiety. You're gonna be anxious like all the time. And anxiety is triggered by stress and then it doesn't fade. It's like always there. And it's your mind starts playing all the what ifs. What if this, what if that, what if this? And your, your head just starts spinning and spinning and spinning and you find yourself in this place. And sometimes it can get really bad where you don't wanna like go outside and you don't wanna be around people and things like that. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you can live with it and you can keep going, but your mind is like constantly reeling with what it is. And, um, for me, when I get anxious, because I'm being honest with you, I already told you about the frosting, I'm just going to go all in tonight, okay? Um, I uh, become a dragon, and I know you're like, Amanda, you're so kind, right? You're so sweet. Um, those of you that laughed, rude. I am a nice person. I'm just kidding. But um, you, I do. I become a dragon. I snap. My fuse is a lot shorter. If I have let my mind go to all the what-ifs, and I start thinking about everything else that's going on, my schedule, my things, and I start to live in this state of just being anxious, I am mean to the people that I love. I snap at my husband, I snap at my kids, and that is a way that is not good to deal with these things. Uh, like, oh, eating all the frosting is not a good way, even though it's delicious, to deal with these things. Uh, and anxiety is not a sin, okay? It's a feeling, it's an emotion, but it can lead to sinful behavior. So when I turn into a dragon, I am now sinning. Did you follow me? When, when I start to snap at my family and, and um, disregard my time with the Lord and things like that, that's when it leads to sinful behavior, okay? And, and so you're like, great, now that you've made me think of all the things in my life that have caused me stress and bring me anxiety, what am I going to do with that? That's what we're going to talk about. For the next few weeks, we're going to deal with different ways that we, um, if you have a relationship with Christ, that you can find hope even in these moments, even in stress, even if you feel like you're drowning in anxiety. Um, we're going to look through different scriptures that uh, lead us to hope and to remember who God is and what he, what he does for us. And so tonight we're going to read something that Paul wrote. It's in um, Philippians chapter 4. Uh, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And I want to stop right there because I'm afraid that you're going to be like, great, rejoice always. You want me to be happy all the time? No, that's not what I want. Uh, and that's not what Paul is saying here. Um, Paul is saying here, he's saying rejoice in the Lord, right? In the tense that he's saying it, in the way that he wrote it in the original text, isn't um, saying you have to have this emotion of being happy all the time. It's a call. It's a command. It's something that you have a choice in. It's a decision that you have to make. And when he's writing this, he's saying, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. He's saying, choose this. Because in everything that's going on, this is the thing. Choose this. Rejoice in the Lord. And that comes from choosing that comes from this deep uh, knowledge, this understanding, this confidence that God is who he says that he is. That he is a good God, that he has a perfect plan for your life, and that he's in control. And so when Paul writes that, he's saying, choose this. 
Don't just rely on your feelings because that's not going to carry you very far, right? That's not going to, you can't always be happy. It says in other places in scripture, there's a season for mourning. There's a season for weeping. There's a season for joy. It says that because there's no way that we can always be happy, but we can choose to rejoice in the Lord when these situations come about. And then he goes on to say, let your reasonableness be known to everyone, which basically means don't be a dragon. In other translations, it says let your gentleness. It means to have like a kind spirit. And it says let that be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So he's saying as you choose as you make the decision to rejoice in the Lord, be anxious for nothing, and then when you start to feel that, when you start to feel stressed out, when anxiety starts to take over, you're supposed to pray. Because that's what he says. He says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. God loves to hear our voice. He desires for us to talk to him. And when we start to pray in situations that stress us out, something changes. There's a shift because when we are just looking at all the things that are going on in our life, all the things that are stressing us out, all the things that we have to do, we're just looking at us. And something has happened to where our eyes are no longer looking up because we're focused on everything that we have to do, all the things that we have to accomplish, right? And in that, we've lost sight of who God is. And he's still the same God who loves us, who has a plan for us, who sent his son to die on the cross for us. That is God, and that never changes. What changes is what we do, what, where our eyes are focused, what we look at. And so what Paul's saying, he's like, don't be anxious about these things. But if it starts to happen, right, go to the Lord in prayer. My life would be completely different if every time that I, and I would like to say that I get it right every time, but I don't. I'm just going to be honest with you, I don't. But my life would be completely different if every time I started to feel stressed out or I started to feel anxious, I went to the Lord in prayer. But that doesn't always happen. And when that doesn't happen, I just keep living in the what-ifs. My head keeps spinning with all the things that are not God. And, and then he goes on to say, as you're doing this, as you're praying, right, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So as you start to pray, as you start to be specific in your prayers and, and, and give your anxieties and give your fears and your worries and your stress to the Lord, something happens. God starts to fill you with his peace. And, and as you continue to pray through those things and, and give them to the Lord, uh, you start to be filled with peace. And it's really cool. And then he goes on to say in verse 8, he says, Finally, brothers, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. 
when I am in this space of being anxious or stressed out, do you want to know what I'm not doing? I'm not thinking about any of those things in that list. Another translation says, fix your eyes on these things. Whatever's pure, whatever's honorable, all of these things. When I am in these times where I've been super stressed out and I'm eating all the frosting all the time and, um, and I'm going through all the what ifs, my eyes are not on those things. My eyes are on me. My eyes are on me and my situation, what I'm going through, um, the fact that nobody understands what I'm dealing with, what I'm wrestling with, all the things that I have to do all the time. I don't know if you've caught anything, but it's me, me, my, all of, it's all about me in that moment. And in that moment, the enemy is winning because I've completely lost sight of who God is. And I've completely lost sight of what it is that God has for me because I'm so focused on myself. And I've let all of these things surround me. I've let all of these things come in. Okay? And, and that's not what God has for us. God did not make us so that we could live in a life of perpetual stress and anxiety. That's not his desire for us. He has made us for so much more. And, he, and in that, he wants us to Learn how to deal with these things, because you want to know something? I cannot take away school for you. I wish that I could. Um, I, can't take, I can't study for all your tests, because I, you don't want me to take your tests, really. That's what it comes down to. You don't. But you, those things are still going to be there. Those things, you still have to do them. You have to go to school. You should all study for your tests, Okay? You know, you, you have to do the things that your coach asks you to do. If you've committed to play on a, a team or in a sport, you have to do what your coach has asked you to do. You, you have to do that. Those things are still going to be there. But the way that you approach them can be 100% different. If you start to realize where the things that are that stress you out, where they, where they lie, what it is, the things that make you anxious, and you call them what they are, you call it out, and you go to the Lord in prayer, and you're specific about it. You know, it's not just like, oh, God, don't let me be stressed out today. But go to God. Say, God, I got a bio test on Friday, and I'm, I'm wigging out right now. I don't know what, you know. Take that to the Lord. God desires to hear from us. Um, there's a book in the Old Testament called Lamentations. And, uh, and to lament means to grieve deeply. So basically, it's a book of sadness, okay? So, you know, the author is writing, and he really is grieving deeply over lots of different things. And then something happens in the middle. In chapter 3, verse 21, he says, Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease Great is his faithfulness. His mercies began afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him, so it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. He says this in the midst of all the things, really, all the things, everything that's weighing him down, and he looks and he goes, but yet I still hope. And why does he hope? He says, I hope in this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. 
His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. So that means that when I don't handle stress well, if I, you know, lash out at my family, God's mercies are still new the next day. I can try it again, right? And he says this in the midst of this, that he still hopes in the Lord because of who God is, because his faithful love is never ending. And that's the same God who has brought us here to this point at this time. Even though we live in the most anxious nation in the world, we don't have to give in to that because of who God is and what he says and what he's done and what he's laid out for us in Scripture. We're not always going to get it right, but we can start approaching these things in our life because they're not going to go away, right? But we can start calling them out. We can start realizing what they are, and we can walk into these situations with all the hope. Because at times in my life when I've let anxiety win, I feel like I'm drowning, okay? And I'm gonna, this is like my biggest fear. Even bef- it, like above clowns, believe it or not, biggest fear, drowning. Because I think that it would be really ironic that someone who swam for a good portion of her life would drown. Like drown. I swam all through college, and so I, I've always just been like, that's the way I'm going to go. And so I have this fear of it. But sometimes when I'm not in actual water, I still feel like I'm drowning because I've lost sight of who God is because I've forgotten that his mercies are new every day, that his faithful love is never ending. And I've forgotten that I have all the hope in the world because of my relationship with Christ, because I've let all the walls come in and all the burdens and all the things um, that just weigh us down. I would start looking at those things instead of looking at God and who he is. And For those of us that have a relationship with Jesus, we have all the hope in the world. The author of Lamentations, what he says, but I still hope in this because the faithful love of the Lord never ends. That is the love that we have hope in if we have a relationship with Christ. If we realize that what God did when he loved us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and, and we've entered into that, then no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we feel like we're drowning in, we have every reason to hope because of who God is and how he loves us. And I am so thankful for that because there are so many times that I've gotten it wrong but as, as we come into this and as I meet with students and I hear all the things that stress you out in life, I know that we all need this. We all need God's word. We all need to remember the hope that we have in Christ, that his mercies are new every day, that we're not alone in this. I mean, one of the names of God is Emmanuel, which means God with us. The enemy always wants us to feel like we're alone. And God is always with us. And we need to refocus our eyes. We need to fix our eyes on him and remember that we have every reason to be full of all the hope because of our relationship with him.